0: Wonderful, so good. Well, again, uh, just give my greetings. I don't know if anyone came in during the worship, but you're you're very welcome. It's good to see you, and uh, just love that that sense of just the starting the new year with that sense of worship. It's just wonderful. And thank you to all those who participated. It's just one of the things I'm I'm hoping for and believing for is. Uh, this year, that as a congregation, as a family there, we'll, we'll be participating together more. So uh, I've just have been praying about that already, and I thought, that's wonderful, people just speaking out, speaking up. So uh, just even the way we began to sing, uh, just those songs of the, of the Spirit rising up in us. So I was going to say naturally, but supernaturally, isn't it? Um, just wonderful. I'm just going to, literally, nobody panic, am just going to take a, a few moments to reflect. Um, uh, it's not going to be long, long today, I'm just, I'm aware we've got some, the, the children with us as well, but I wanted to just to tell the story very briefly of what happened next uh, and to reflect on that. Uh, it's a new season, new day, we, we've had um, PowerPoint and things before, but I don't often have my laptop in front of me, so um, I'm going to give it a bit more of a go this year for different things, so... Uh, Bear with me. But um, uh, Luke chapter 2, the story continues, uh, verse 22. And I've highlighted a couple of phrases through this part of the story. When the time for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him, Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written. In the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord, to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, or Simi, we might know him as. He was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed... I haven't asked Ashley what he did last Sunday, so... Exactly this month. Did you? <laughs> did you really? We did read this. Did you? <laughs> oh, that's great minds think alike. Um, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law required... This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, the tribe of Asher. We're doing quite well, Simeon and Anna, we've got them both today. She was very old, not unlike this, no Anna, no. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. Some people say maybe she was actually there for 104, but anyway, you can work out, you can take any math you like. She never left the tem- temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Lord, as we just reflect for a couple of moments, we ask you by your Holy Spirit, open our hearts, open our minds, open our ears. Uh, Would you speak to us? Would you lead us? We ask it in your precious name. Amen. Amen. So, just uh, some reflection for a few moments. These are the three phrases that really I've just had in my mind over the last couple of days and I'm sure all of us will have had similar kind of thoughts and phrases. Looking back, looking forward, looking up. Looking back. I don't know uh, what you look back at as you look back at 22. 22 is an interesting year for all sorts of reasons, wasn't it? And uh, for you individually, there will have been uh, highs and lows. And uh, there may be things that we need to be thankful for. I think it's important at times to actually stop and say, what, what did I not give thanks for? There are things to be thankful for. Don't forget to give thanks. Don't forget to give thanks. Even today, as you, maybe you go for a walk or you just sit quietly. Think back, give thanks. Lessons learned. Are there some lessons that you've learned? You think, ah, oh, I need to not only learn it, but I need to remember it and <laughs> keep doing it. There have been some mistakes made. I mean, I know I didn't. I'm perfect, but um, I'm sure others of you made mistakes. Uh, we will have made mistakes. We will have made mistakes. Maybe something was started. Did you keep it going? (laughs) Did you keep it going? Can you think back to um, January 2022? There were some things that you started. Did you keep them going? Maybe there are some things that you've been waiting for that have not yet happened. Things that we're waiting for. And uh, here we find two people who are waiting, don't we? The question is: Is how do we live as we wait, as we look on into this next year? How do we live? Is it only looking back with regret? Oh, if only, if only. Now we can't do anything about uh, the last year. We can live today and live going forward. Obviously, tomorrow and onwards. But how do we live as? We wait. It says of Simeon, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. I've got to get used to pressing my own um, PowerPoint. I'm used to somebody else pressing it for me. <laughs> he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Here's a man who'd been promised by God that he would not die until he'd seen God's promised Messiah. Now he's an elderly man, longing for the world to be made right. There's no reason to say he was a priest, but he was a, clearly a devout man. He was there in the temple, and he's longing for something. There is a longing deep within him. And there's this wonderful uh, phrase that I picked up in the message version. He's living in prayerful expectancy for the help of Israel. What a phrase. Living in prayerful expectancy. There's a phrase you could pick up and take with you into this year. The New Living Translation says it was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. When he sees Jesus, the infant Jesus, he's overcome with joy. I don't know if he grabbed uh, baby Jesus out of Mary's arms, but it almost feels like that. It's like, oh, and it's like, you know, he forgets where he is. Look, there it is, And it, you can almost feel this sense of him grabbing Jesus from, from Mary's, Mary's arms. But certainly, whether he grabbed him or not, there's this sense of eagerness and declaration of praise that follows. My eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared And I want you just to pick up these threads that that there is a sense at times when we are waiting, we're looking forward, we're waiting for some things. God is at work all the time. He's at work all the time, whether we see it or not. But there is this preparation God has been at work down through the centuries. And we haven't got time today to go into God's big story. But from, generation, uh, from Genesis right the way through, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm working, I'm working. I'm working in the life of this man, this woman, this nation. I'm working, I'm working. There's a work of preparation. God is at work today, even for the things that we're waiting for in this coming year. He is working. He is working. We need to have an assurance of that as we go into this year. My eyes have seen which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for the revelation uh, to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. How do we live as we wait? Are we only looking back with regret? And then you've got Anna. Anna gives thanks to God And spoke about the child to all who were looking forward. Waiting can be very challenging at times. I'm very conscious, even here in the room, there will be some of you who are waiting for some very significant things, whether they be medical, financial, relational. It's big things. There are are others of us who are not able to be here with us today because they're waiting for certain results. They're, They're waiting. So waiting can be very challenging at times. How do we wait? Simeon and Anna lived in prayerful expectancy. Also want you just to note, it says of Simeon, that the Holy Spirit was upon him. I want to encourage you, again, uh, Les uh, sent uh, a little word out uh, on the men's WhatsApp. Mike Groves gave us a word just before Christmas, which I'm going to share with you next Sunday again. But a sense that we want to reach for this provision that has been given to us of the person of the Holy Spirit. He enables and he empowers I spent some good time with our dear friend Glyn on Friday as soon as we got back from the mainland. The first thing I wanted to do was go and visit Glyn. Glyn and Helen, some of you will know, just had some very challenging results in regards to potential um, cancer and so on. There's all sorts of lesions that are being found in his body, and he's waiting for results, and so on. And I went and spent time with Glynn on Friday. But one of the things that that Glynn said, he said, he said, I'm so thankful for my knowledge of God. He said, I'm so thankful for my relationship with the Lord. And this is the phrase he said: I don't know how people who don't know the Lord how they do it. That's what he said. I don't know how they do it. And uh, there is something here, even. Uh, that it says the Holy Spirit was on him, and I believe if you if you read about Anna, it says Anna was worshiping and praising God daily. You can only do that by the Holy Spirit. That's not manufactured, right? Today I'm going to worship. No, she's worshiping the Lord daily. She's praising the Lord daily. How I believe it's by the Spirit. So I want to encourage you: be being filled today and throughout these coming days. And as a church, we want to say again, let's be a church who are full, that people might say they're full of the Spirit. That's how they do it. God is with them. So, where am I looking? What is my focus? What is the source of my faith? Looking up. Looking up. I just did a little study Uh, a day or so ago, and uh, I just felt this phrase came to mind. It actually comes from Hebrews, is where it first started. But I did a little, very quick word study on the word fixed. And Psalm 141, verse 8, My eyes are fixed on you, Sovereign Lord. In you I take refuge. That's what I just want to encourage you this year. And uh, let's pull up some other verses. My eyes are fixed on you. Proverbs 4 verse 20. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. Don't let the Bible be an afterthought. I know it's easy today, tomorrow, well, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to read a chapter a day. I'm going to, we're going to do all these different things that we commit in our minds. What I want to say to you is don't, don't try and put yourself in a box of something that you won't be able to keep going next week. But what I want to say to you is don't let the words of the Lord out of your sight. Let it be there. Keep it within your heart. Mull on it, meditate. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. There is a mystery about the Word of God, but it brings health to us. Now that word there would be shalom. It's not just physical health, because I know that we do get sick because of sin that's in the world, but there is a shalom, there is a wholeness of God that comes to us through His Word. Amen? So we need to keep coming to His Word. Above all else, guard your heart. When the news items start flooding in tomorrow and the day after, when the social media elements are, are bombarding us, whatever, we need to guard our hearts. Now sometimes that does mean turning off, doesn't it? It means turning over. But guard your heart where everything you do flows from it, from your heart. Keep your mouth free from perversity. These clear words. Keep corrupt talk from your lips. There is a, there's a, an active involvement. There's choices and decisions to be made, aren't there, about what we say and who we say it to and how we say it. Keep. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Isn't that a good phrase? Isn't it easy as the days start to, to, to unfold? Oh, over. Oh. <laughs> no. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. There are lots of options that are open to us, but not all of them are from God. Do not turn to the right or the left. Keep your foot from evil. 2 Corinthians 4 just struck me. Just aware for some of us here, others that we know and love, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. There is a perspective that even in the midst of circumstances, the phone call, the email Whatever it might be that may come along, there is something that is beyond. It outweighs the challenges. And we do live in a world of challenges, and there will be challenges for different ones of us. So what do we do? What do we do? We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. That that Simeon and Anna were waiting for was not just a baby in 33 years, but it was redemption. It was eternal salvation. Something that goes into eternity. Therefore, this is the famous verse, isn't it? Brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Fix your minds on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we may think about those who've gone before this last year, the last couple of years. We think about those who've gone before. We think about those who've set an example to us. Let's throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Ashley and I heard a wonderful talk a few weeks ago now about this verse. But there's a difference between those things that hinder us and those things that entangle us. The things that hinder us, we might enter finish the race, but we, we finish it struggling and batter, battling. What are the things that have hindered you this year? We need to throw them off, but then there are also things that entangle us and trip us up. We understand sin will entangle it 's wrong it 's not of God, so we need to we need to cut off sin we need to move away from sin we need to ask forgiveness for sin but there's also those things that hinder us they're okay but they hinder us just want to encourage you to consider the things that hinder you that you might want to change throw off the bible says and run the race with perseverance the race marked out for us and how do we do it again as that proverbs verse said we're looking forward fixing our eyes on Jesus. Although if you're on park run, you do need to look down a bit because otherwise you fall over twice in three weeks. But anyway, so you do need to look out for roots and so on. But it's fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. When challenges come, when struggles and difficulties come, where are we going to look? Where are we going to look? We need to look. We need to consider Jesus. Consider Jesus so that we will not grow weary and we will not lose heart. Amen? That's where we need to be looking. <clears throat> so, looking back, looking forward, but we do it looking up. We don't just look forward with concern, anxiety. We, that may be real for some of us, but we do it with the focus of looking up to Jesus. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So we fix our thoughts, we fix our eyes, we fix our faith on Jesus, our Apostle and High Priest. Amen? I want to lead us now into just some communion. But before we do that, I just want us to take some individual moments of looking back and looking forward as well. I want to do it based again in in Luke, but this time into Jesus' words at the end of his life, just before the end of his life, as he's coming up to the cross. This is the Passover. He's with his disciples. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I will tell you, I, I tell you I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. Jesus lived with the future in mind. He lived, it wasn't, he knew he was going to the cross, he knew what was about to happen, but there is this eternal perspective. And so there is this looking forward that our Lord is living with for the, for the joy that was set before him, he endured. There is, a, there is a moment, but there is something beyond that. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. I tell you, I will not drink it again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. We know that the kingdom of God had been coming with Jesus. It had been breaking in. There were signs of it continuously. But there was something more that we're still waiting for, the fullness of the kingdom as it comes. He took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so it's not wrong to look back. In fact, we are invited by Jesus constantly to look back to something. What do we look back to? That his body was given for us, that his blood. Do this in remembrance. So remembering is a good thing. So don't say, oh, I mustn't look back, I, I mustn't reflect. No, it's okay to look back. Remember to give thanks. Remember if you made choices and decisions to keep, keep walking in them. Jesus, most of all, says to us, that's why we want to keep breaking bread as a people. We want to encourage you to break bread in your homes. We will be breaking bread regularly in the life of the church. Why? Because we're remembering. Do this in remembrance, says the Lord Jesus. Do this in remembrance. remembering his life given, his blood shed. Why? So that we can look forward with hope and anticipation expectation of sin forgiven and eternal life with him. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. There is a, a looking up and a looking forward. Under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, Simeon knew at least something of what lay ahead, for this baby Jesus in his arms. He'd seen the pain and the suffering and the brokenness in our worlds. He knew that redemption would not come easily. He knew that there would be that there is no life without pain. There is no salvation without suffering. So he prophesies over Mary, and there's a sense of this crucifixion of her son, uh, and the sword piercing her side which of course pierced his side. we recognize today as we take communion just a moment we are living in a world with much pain as roman says it is literally groaning the world is groaning but we have the privilege and we have the joy like simeon and anna to look upward as we look forward Looking to one who was born into the pain of our suffering world. Recognize that over the last couple of weeks. One who grew. One who understands our weaknesses and our challenges. One who shed his blood that we might know assurance of sin forgiven and hope. Not just for tomorrow, not just for 2023 hope for eternity. Amen? I want us to pray for one another in just a moment, but the reason I encourage you just to have the communion elements, you might like to hold them, Um, please feel free to pray for each other if you want, but I want you to take a personal moment. Just personally for a moment. And even some of you younger ones, maybe you're used to taking communion with mum and dad, that's fine, you can do that, but Maybe you might like to have a little think, just for a moment. And I want you just for a second, for a moment, to look back. Some of you will be able to think back further than others. There'll be things during the year, but to look back. Is there something you just need? Lord, I forgot to thank you for that. Maybe there's something where just in this moment right now you'd say, Lord, forgive me for that. Now just take a moment. To look forward. I'm sure you've been doing that already in this last day or so. As you look into 23, there may be genuine concerns. I invite you to bring those to the Lord now. There may be answers to questions that are unanswered yet invite you to bring them to the Lord. There may be others that you're concerned for. We'll we'll bring those to the Lord in just a moment. But for yourself right now, come before the Lord as you walk into this year. But over looking back and looking forward, I want to invite you right now to look up. As much as you're able right now in your spirit, lift your spiritual head, lift your eyes and look on the face of your Lord and your Saviour. Give thanks for his hand on your life this year. Thank him for the breath in your mouth, for the life that he's given you. Thank him for his provision. Thank him for forgiveness. Thank him for healing, for blessing. And I invite you, before you take communion Commit your way to him again. Freshly today, january the first, twenty twenty three. Commit your way to the Lord. Now let's individually and, and together as you would like to let's take these elements that Jesus gave to us to remember him with an eternal perspective. I just want to take a moment to pray for one or two, but, and just to pray for ourselves. Um, Hannah will, will sing in a moment, but let me just, uh, let's pray for a moment but I came across this this morning, Uh, some of you will know it well, this great statement. What is your only comfort in life and in death? That I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and death to my faithful Saviour, Jesus Christ. He has fully paid for all my sins with his precious blood has set me free from the tyranny of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. And because I belong to him, Christ, by his Holy Spirit, assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. I read that again, that last bit. Because I belong to him, Christ by his Holy Spirit assures me of eternal life and makes me wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for him. um, Let's just take a, a moment. There will be different individuals, some family members, some friends, that you have concerns for, maybe even you yourself. Just want to pray the peace, the presence of God Almighty today. Lord, particularly, we're just mindful right now today of of Glynn and Helen and the family and, and uh, Glynn's just news just these last few days. But there'll be many others. Think of our dear sister Sue DDB. Uh, There are others that are in your mind right now. You might just want to, as it were, whisper them to the Lord, bring them to the Lord. For those of you even here in the room who perhaps have a measure of uncertainty about around health or finance, I want to speak the grace and the life of God over each of these names that are being brought before you. That your presence, Lord God, your daily indwelling power and presence would be known by each of these individuals. For those that we are seeking to share faith with, we pray for your wisdom. We ask you for the right words at the right time. Lord, we ask you as, a, as individuals and as a church, would you increase our faith that we might grow in faith, believing in you? Lord, we believe you are the God of miracles. We believe that you do things that no one else can do, you break in in ways that surprise us. We ask for your in breaking presence. Today and through these days to come, Lord, in the lives of those that we are holding before you. We pray for your peace. A peace that passes understanding. A peace that guards our minds and guards our hearts. Let your peace come to anxiety. Let your peace come where there is fear. We pray that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit would rest on each one of us, but would rest on each of those that we're naming before you right now. That undeserved favour and blessing. For each of those that have been named, for each of us here, I just want to say may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. I bless you. I bless each one that we hold before the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.